In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good evening, Cleveland. I'm here with a US superstar. I'm here with Connor Rogers from Stick to Football. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. What's going on? Thanks for having me again. No, no worries, mate. I think it's some breaking news. You're coming to London this Friday. That is right. Stick to football, Bleacher Report. Us and Adam Lefko, we are coming to London this weekend. It's going to be a blast, man. I can't wait. I've never been out there. So uh, it's going to be our most exciting tailgate stop yet. You do know, though, Connor, that our tailgate is nothing like the American tailgate. Yeah, I've been well informed. <laughs> Thank God, due to some nice friends like you. So uh, we're going to see where it goes. We're going to be having an event at a pub. We're going to be at O'Neill's on uh, Carnaby Street. Correct me if I say that wrong. From uh, starting at four o'clock Sunday, we're going to stay for all the games, and uh, but we're going to do the podcast there, and it's going to be a blast. We're excited to meet a lot of our our listeners overseas that we've never gotten to meet before because they don't get to come to the college and NFL games here in the states. Mate, you're gonna have a blast. It's a great pub. Uh, if you watch some of my YouTube videos, I actually do some of my recording in that pub. So uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good location. And uh, yeah, you'll have an absolute uh, blast in uh, London. But the big difference with tailgating, right, I'm just gonna tell you is in America, you just turn up, everyone brings their own booze, gets drunk, then goes to the stadium. In England, it's, it's totally different. You go to pubs, it's a lot smaller space, and then you jump on a tube and you go to the stadium. So uh, Hey, it's not, it works. It all works the same, right? Over here, I know we like to, like to do a lot of cooking outside, and we're pretty much at the stadium. But I, I'll tell you, I mean, being in New York, sometimes we do it that way too, where we'll, just, uh, we'll drink somewhere local and then it's get on the train and get to the game if you're not at the parking lot. So I, I'm looking forward to it, and I know, uh, I know the audience and the crowd is going to be – as crazy as anyone over here is. It's going to be a blast. Uh, what time does it start on Sunday? Uh, we will be kicking out things off on our end around 4. And uh, we'll probably do the show around 4.30 or 4 because I know the games are going to be starting on what's technically 5 because the clock's going back over there. Ah, very tactical. You know the difference in the clock. so. Uh, oh, yes, I do. Your yeah. guys are a week earlier than us. Yeah, mate, it really screws me up, especially when booking in podcasts. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's going to be so messy. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay, cool. So, yeah, I'll try and get my head around that. And um, uh, so you can do a live podcast in a pub. A live podcast in a pub. I mean, we've done, we've done a couple, uh, couple this year. When we were down in Dallas, uh, we did it in a pretty big pub down there. It worked out really well. We had a good time with everyone. It's just easy to do it that way. And then, you know, we do it at games sometimes. So we've pretty much done it every single way. We've had events here at Bleacher Report up in our studio space upstairs. So, uh, I always like doing new ventures because it changes things up a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to put a negative spin on the NFL UK, but Spurs Stadium was 60,000. It sold out. No one could get tickets to get in. Wembley is half the time bigger. It's 90,000 people. And the rumors are there's quite a lot of tickets going around at the moment. So um, Really? That's, yes. I mean, I think the Bengals coming into town doesn't really help things. They might not... They might not win a game until they see the Dolphins in Week 16. 
I think, you know, the Rams, the excitement around them isn't as high as usual. And they've also been over there a couple of times where people have seen the Rams already. So I'm not too surprised that people don't want to spend a ticket to the game. Come hang out with Stick to Football and Bleacher Report instead at O'Neill's. Excellent. And uh, Connor, it's nice to have a non-Browns fan on the show. Tell us, what do you think is going on with the Browns at the moment? Uh, it's a little bit of everything right now. I still think they're one of the more talented teams in the AFC on paper, but I think when it comes down to it, uh, this is a first-year head coach that looks like a first-year head coach. I think there's been some game management problems. I think the play calling hasn't lived up to the expectations. I think when you look at an offensive staff that has someone like Freddie Kitchens and more importantly, Todd Munkin on that staff, who I think is a very bright offensive guy, but he's not necessarily calling game uh, actual plays in the games. He's helping with the installs instead. I think they've underachieved. And I think we've seen from Baker Mayfield, he doesn't necessarily trust his pass protection. A lot of that is Baker drifting into some more sacks than that really should have happened. I think also this is a team that has maybe one of, if not, you know, one of the best running backs in the entire NFL. They need to lean on him a little more. I think, you know, Nick Chubb was a great pick. Nick Chubb has been a great player. I love the addition of Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landy, uh, Landry. I know David Njoku's, you know, been hurt for a while since that injury in the Jets game. So missing him has been a problem for them. But they have a running back that they can lean on where they don't have to drop back and throw the ball 40 to 50 times a game and really get this ground and pound going. So you look at the defensive line, Miles Garrett has lived up to the hype, but the secondary has been injured. And when you're down your first year starting two corners for so many games and not a lot of teams can survive like that. It's interesting with the Browns, we've seen so much Jekyll and Hyde with them where they beat a team like Baltimore, who's in you know, a clear path to win this division right now. And then they'll go lose a disappointing game. So that to me is on the coaching. It's, it's a lack of preparation week in and week out where, Sometimes they're ready to go, and, and they should be able to compete with anyone because of the talent they have. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you're not living up to your expectations, it really does fall on the staff. What do you think about uh, the Patriots? They've just signed uh, Sanu. Great. They're going to, Sanu's going against Browns in the first game. That's just what we need. You know, we, right. we, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we were like thinking, oh, great. We're going to have Hump back for the, for the uh, Kareem Hump for the Patriots. And no, we haven't got him. And Juku's out, and yeah, basically um, our two cornerbacks are maybe able to make it, and then they've gone and signed uh, Sanu, so it just seems bleak at the moment being a Browns fan. Yeah, it's frustrating, and I, I get it. I grew, up, I grew up rooting for the Jets, and they got dismantled by this Patriots team without Sanu, so it makes you wonder what they're going to look like with Sanu. I think the Patriots defense right now is confusing every quarterback they come across, and you know, hopefully this is when Baker Mayfield can really, really get going. I know he struggled, but he has the talent. That's what's so frustrating with it. Sanu is a guy that he's not just a good pass catcher, but he's a good run blocker. He could throw the ball really far on those gadget plays. So it's another big addition for New England. And, I mean, they're just kind of steamrolling everybody right now, and they look like they're in the clear path to win the AFC, but they're going to have some tough challenges along the way as well. And what's your thoughts on Baker Mayfield? Because he was coming into the season as a top five potential quarterback. Where do you see him on the uh, rank list at the moment? And, uh, yeah, what's your views? Yeah, it's frustrating. I really liked Baker at Oklahoma. I had him as my sixth overall player in that draft class and my number two quarterback, and I think – I still think he can be that guy easily. There's no doubt about it. Like I said, with this year, uh, he's drifting himself into pressure at times. He's not staying in clean pockets all the time. I think just that constant uh, touch and intermediate accuracy hasn't been as consistent as it was 
as a rookie when they were winning all those games with him. And I think there's really not a lot of rhythm in this offense. And, and Baker is a rhythm kind of thrower where you need to get him going in bunches. And we just haven't really seen that yet. King is something that's always going to be a problem. And we've seen it with every young quarterback in the league right now. That's the one thing I want to emphasize. I know Baker may ball over a lot, but so has Sam Darnold. So is Josh Allen. Uh, Lamar Jackson's been great, but even he's going to have his turnover problems as well. And Josh Rosen is a guy that just can't get it together because of the turnover. So all these guys are turning the football over. That, that's correctable. But you really need a coach that brings in a good offensive game plan and limits those opportunities for turnovers and keeps their quarterback out of trouble. And right now, the Browns aren't doing that. And Connor, I've got to ask the question, who was your number one quarterback in that draft? Oh, it's not a good answer. I had Josh Rosen as my top quarterback in that draft. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for him because you go to Arizona and nobody really stood a chance there. And then you go to Miami and it's really much of the same, maybe even worse. But uh, for Rosen, I think some of the game is on him as well. A lot of the turnovers, like I said, and you look at all these guys and you look at that class that had so much promise and nobody's really excelling right now. I would say Lamar's been very, very good. And I really, really did like him. Uh, he was actually my third quarterback in that class, and I think he's been great. But the turnovers are just plaguing guys like Rosen and notably Baker and Darnold and Allen. And, and, you know, there's a lot of time with these guys. They're in year two. Some of them haven't even had a full, you know, season and a half of games under their belt yet in terms of starts because they started late or missed time with injuries. And, and you know, we're going to learn a lot about them with 10 weeks left of the season here. Mm. Well, Connor, mate, I'm absolutely buzzing to uh, meet you in London. I'm flying over Saturday morning to Boston to see the Browns versus the uh, Patriots, but hopefully we meet up for one drink at least. And uh, yep. uh, where can people find your details, mate? Of course, at Connor J. Rogers on Twitter and then at Stick to Football at Bleacher Report. Uh, I mean, we're doing three shows a week. We cover the draft, cover college, and of course, we cover the NFL. Talking a lot of Browns all the time. I mean, they're always in the news and they're always newsworthy. So, and hopefully for some really good reasons as the season closes out. But thanks for having me, man. And, uh, I can't wait to get over the pond. Awesome, mate. Any problems, give me a text. Go Browns. Thanks, mate.